I'm your host, Iane, and this is Pleasure Revolution. Sometimes at night, I slip into my body's anticipation, awaiting my mind's imagination. Fantasy. Earth move, part waves, and from its waters, Thank you. 
Happy New Year! I'm your host, Iyane, and you are listening to Pleasure Revolution, an audio healing blog intended to support your embodiment, to recognize that your human, <laughs> your physical being, your body, your pleasure is a vehicle, a purposeful manifestation of spirit that helps you, supports you, and guides you deeper, closer into reunion with your spirit in this lifetime. This episode, really, all I want to do is just, uh, all I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom. Who remembers that? (laughs) Okay, sorry, that was really random. And I'm totally dating myself. Unless TikTok has already remixed it, that might be a thing. I don't know, I don't do the TikTok. But anyway, I want to reflect. I want to look back, like many of us have been doing the last couple of days as we now enter into 2022. 2021 has been, I think, the best way to put it is um, dynamic. I have spent the last 12 months personally, and I know many of you have, I have been observing the cycles of my life. We've taken a deep dive after 2020, right, this year. It's been a awakening and observing into the shadowy parts of ourselves that we had forgotten, ignored, and were afraid of. And then faced with it, we have we had to come to a decision, many, many, many decisions this past year in 2021, of whether we look keep looking away or we choose to see ourselves. See the parts of ourselves that we thought were unlovable, ugly, sad, unwanted. The opinions and judgments that we've made about it come from a place of pain and hurt and lack of knowledge about how to really love on these parts of ourselves. And that's what we did this year, is we came into relationship with these parts of ourselves. And I truly believe the difference this year that many of us have embarked upon in what's traditionally called shadow work is that we are recognizing that it's not about living in the shadow, which is kind of what we did too, right? We have to be with it, but not identify with it anymore. Identify with the pain of it, the darkness of it. What we started to do this year is recognize, you know what? This is part of me. And it has pained me for so long to not befriend these parts of myself. It has brought so much suffering to ignore these parts of myself, to hate these parts of myself, myself, excuse me. And I choose in small ways to no longer do that, to love on myself, to love these parts of myself. And even in those moments where I couldn't love love these parts of myself, myself, excuse me, 
I can hold myself in grace. That's a big thing that we learned this year. Grace. In the summertime, I had begun to realize after, it started in December of 2020, uh, 20, where I just had, it felt like I was mentally breaking down. I was so critical of myself. And what I had started to realize when it got really dark and heavy in there, in my mind, was that this is how I was talking to myself the whole time. It's just that it was so normal that it had become almost like inaudible. It was just this consistent murmur of uh, beratement, of self-loathing, of self-doubt. And at the beginning of 2021, it just got really loud and so loud that I had to pay attention to it. And for a while I was paying attention to it and taking it on um, as uh, just really identifying with it, letting myself just really be taken by those thoughts and those emotions and those feelings. And I kept doing the work that I share with y'all on this podcast. Okay, how do I get back in my body? Because I'm so in my head. How do I create moments of, little moments of joy? How do I just breathe for a moment when I recognize, fuck, I'm not breathing. Still doing the practices little by little, even though, man, I tell you, I had so many breakdowns. I want to shout out to my partner, Kamal. He was there for me, and I kept, <laughs> maybe twice a month, I would literally break down in tears, sobbing, not knowing how to grapple with my mental state and my emotional state, but continuing to do the body practices, the embodiment practices, continuing to breathe, just hoping one day that I could find alleviation. And I remember telling Kamal, I just, I want this to be alleviated. What I had started to realize, two things in the summer of 2021, was I was really fighting the fact that this was a thing that was happening for me. This was a cycle of life that I was in, that my, that I was putting shame on top of the shame that I had been feeling about the thoughts that were really, really loud. I had put, I had been putting so much pressure on myself. When is this going to be over? When is this going to be done? Like so many of us, we put pressure on and, and strict timelines on our healing, like as if our healing is going to be like, okay, girl, I'm going to listen to you. The healing is going to do what it needs to do in the time that it needs to do it. <laughs> we can be facilitators of the process, but we, the healing has its own timeline, whether it's quick, you know, these like quick awakenings, these what, you know, kundalini risings and things like that that we hear that make us believe that, like, healing is fast. When more times than not, it has a timeline of its own, right? 
And so we believe it to be slower than we want it to be because we, we, we're just so fucking tired of being in pain. And so we fight it. And I realized, what if I stopped fighting it and just accepted? Oh, fuck. You know what? Here I am. Here I am. What that required, I realized, is tenderness. Something I had not given myself. And I can't remember, maybe I've shared this before in another podcast episode. Oops. I just hit the mic. Sorry. Um, Oh, by the way, FYI, this is unedited. I'm not editing myself on this one. I usually edit myself or, you know, really go gung-ho on the podcast and make sure that everything sounds perfect, but she ain't doing that. I'm tired of editing myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Give me a um, some snaps if you feel me on that one. But uh, I digress. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm going to tell the story about um, the, the time in the summer when I realized tenderness is what I needed. Tenderness to be able to accept that I don't need to fight this, these, this intensity that I was feeling. The emotions and thoughts that felt really loud and alive in their um, expression. I didn't have to fight it and tenderness was the thing that I needed. So I was at a uh, show, I think it was the first show that I went to um, after quarantine. Um, Thundercat. Super dope. It was like mind-blowing. I was there with one of my besties and my partner, Kamal. And it was out in the open. It was so magical. It was summertime in San Diego. um, uh, And it was just so beautiful. And it was a joy to be there. And everyone felt so present because, like I said, this is one of the first shows after quarantine. And I'm there and I'm taking it all in and I'm feeling so grateful and present. And I think what had happened was it was this stark contrast of extreme joy, right? This presence and of just being, of receiving and being amongst people and the joy of of seeing and hearing and experiencing art and creativity. I think there was, it was such a contrast to how I had been feeling that it created a portal of understanding that opened up my ability to tell myself, Yane, you haven't been tender with yourself. And literally that admission, even in my own mind, was challenging for me to say to say in my internal to my internal self. It was like I was literally studying stuttering over the words, as I did now. It was a challenge to come out, but I said it. And when I said it to myself, I started crying. I felt a wave of love that was like, oh, mamas, sweet, sweet, sweet girl. We can be tender with ourselves now. I'm gonna start crying. (laughs) We can be tender with ourselves. 
We don't always have to fight ourselves. We don't always have to be embattled. It is not necessary and it is not the way. And that was such a gift because it felt like I was turning a corner after just how the heaviness, the gravity of the previous seven months, six months. And from that point on, I had started to do more inner child work. Now, if you're familiar with my opinion on inner child work or just kind of spirituality, pop spirituality, what I like to call it, inner child work was kind of a thing that became really like popular. And I'm not really someone that likes to like follow fads or trends or anything like that. So <laughs> inner child work was like, uh, okay, girl, that's for you. Um, I'm gonna let myself try and figure this out on my own. I don't know what y'all talking about. So I definitely had a deep resistance to it, but I was doing a lot of therapy this year and my therapist around this time was asking me to connect to little baby Yane. <laughs> and um, this year when I had recognized that tenderness was a medicine that I had been craving all this time, I had begun then starting to mother and nurture my inner child and it has been an experience of um, patience and love I literally do so much self-soothing when the thoughts that still come up obviously right human the self-doubt and self-deprecation that still come up and the comparisonitis and those 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 things still very aware of how loud it can be and I, I and I really make a diligent and devoted practice of paying attention to these thoughts and then just talking to myself like as if I was talking to one of um, my partner's girls or a, you know another little child's I'm talking to my inner child and I literally self-soothe, like, it's okay. You are okay. We are okay. I know you feel this way. I know you're scared. But we are safe. You are okay. It's been a very interesting year. I know y'all feel me. <laughs> I have not been as active in my work. This has been uh, you know, my work with One Thread and Pleasure Revolution, though World Pleasure Day was a fantastic, fantastic experience. Um, just in general and connecting with community uh, and for my own personal learning as well. 
But this year really hasn't been that uh, externally active. It's been a lot of internal activity, a lot of internal quote-unquote work. And that makes me really excited for 2022 because I know we all have a new set of tools. We all recognize our recognizing boundaries and being honest with ourselves about those. And that means that we're recognizing ourselves, we're seeing ourselves for who and what who we are and what we need. That means that we're loving ourselves. These are loving practices, y'all. We have loved ourselves more this year. I know it. I feel it. I can see it. I can hear it in conversations. And that makes me really excited for this coming year. For me, this year feels like a couple of things. It feels like a year of intimacy. Right? Um, when we... Communication is a huge part of relationships, whatever kind of relationship it is, family, romantic, friendship, whatever it is, speaking, communicating is a huge factor in intimacy. It is it. It is intimacy. And I feel like this year is about intimacy. I also am seeing that this year is about the divine feminine, the softness of it, and what it informs. So these soft practices, gentle practices, um, feminine practices, and by feminine meaning practices that enable us to experience movement whether you're sitting and you're breathing whether you're actually moving your body whether you're doing energy work movement that I, I hesitate to use the word flow because there's so many connotations and I was having a, a conversation with a really good friend of mine shout out to Miranda from Mariposa Journal go check her out she's an amazing herbalist and activist yeah, we were talking about language, how we want to change up certain lang certain words and, and our language, and sometimes maybe language isn't sufficient, so what other ways can we communicate? And I, I really want to kind of start or stop using flow just because it's like it's overdone for me, and I think it's lost its uh, the roots. And uh, anyway, I'll, you know, I'll call it movement. So the divine feminine to me is movement, and it's an informant. It's uh, it's. Uh, uh, informative um, and what does it inform it informs creation it informs ideation it informs beingness it informs existence it informs the masculine right intimacy is about communicating with these forms of ourselves, these different movements of ourselves, the divine feminine as well as the divine masculine. I am so excited about this year. One of the elements that I'm going to be working with this year is water, but its companion element is fire. And I did 
a practice this morning that I want to share with you. And it has to do with the fire in our bellies, our third chakra, our solar plexus. This third chakra, this fire energy is a place of desire, a place where our core beliefs, our core desires, our core beingness comes alive. What informs it is the first and second chakra, right? This, the first chakra is safety, the root of being here in our bodies, being sensual, sensual beingness. <laughs> that informs our desires. That's the first and second chakra are like the pyre upon which the fire of our will, our free will, can expand. And our second chakra, our sexual energy, our ability to play, our ability to create the motivation uh, that we feel comes from the play and the safety to play from the first and second chakra. And then we have the heart, the throat, the third chakra, our intuition, and our, la our seventh chakra, our crown, the ethers that fan the flames. And it all comes into harmony to create alchemically something from the what we perceive as the nothingness of space and consciousness. So if you're ready, I'd love to take you on this meditation. So come into a comfortable seated position. Taking your time to really settle in. If you want to pause, create your space, light some candles. Do what you got to do. Take your time. There is no time. There is only space. You are space. You are everything. And the nothingness of space. We hold that all today, in this moment. If it feels right for you, close your eyes. And just begin to Slowly but surely take in more and more breath only because it feels good. For nothing else, for no intention other than how soothing it feels. 
And bringing your attention to your root chakra, the base of your spine, your pelvic floor. As you take in breath, recognize how space is created in this part of your body. Perhaps you can feel in the slightest, slightest and subtlest of ways how the muscles of your buttocks and your pelvic floor push against the floor and pull away ever so slightly, moving in harmony with the breath. Now widen your awareness to follow the breath from the root into your lower belly. Place where we hold so much tension. We don't let ourselves release the muscles in our belly, holding them so tight. And this is our chakra of sexual creative energy. We hold so tight to that creative energy, not recognizing that as we breathe into it and let ourselves soften into it as we exhale, we are nurturing its expansion. Opening your awareness now as you follow the breath from the root through the belly into your third chakra, right at the diaphragm. Now engaging your whole entire abdomen in the process of expanding. And softening. Engaging more of your awareness and your body as you draw breath from the root through the lower belly, upper belly, and into your heart. Feeling how connected and rooted we are. Rooted in this moment, rooted in this body, and it is love that nourishes the roots, the roots of our being, the roots of our spirit.
following the breath as you inhale from the root, lower belly, upper belly, heart, into the throat. A highly underestimated place of power. Breathe into this space with all of the courage and safety and will and heart that you embody, that is within you, to speak your truth, to communicate your truth. The truth of your spirit. Take your next inhale, rising from the root, through the body, making its way slowly into your third eye chakra. Mm. The mind is a terrible master, but it is a powerful, powerful ally. When we are lovingly rooted in this body, and we play, and we express our desires, we communicate them with this external reality. The mind is able to follow its powerful, intuitive abilities, able to thrive from this place of heart-based being. This is a coherence, a harmony of resonance between the physical, the heart, the mind, the intuition. This is a powerful, powerful triad. On your next inhale, engage your entire body in this beautiful pranic movement as it rises into your crown. This is who you are. 
This is who you've always been. In this harmony, in this union, in this coherence, draw your attention back down to your solar plexus, your third chakra. And bring the image to mind of a flame. It's within your practice if this feels comfortable drawing your hands to this place. Knowing that this bright and brilliant flame is supported, safe, playful, willful, guided by the ethers of love, intuition, the movement of energy, communicating, and our spirit. Place within this flame a simple intention. to predict how we want to be and feel for the rest of the year. It's impossible to predict that. What we can empower ourselves with today is how do I want to feel today. to 
remind you to be tender. We'll support you throughout your day. And we'll lovingly guide you into sleep so that you may rise tomorrow with your next beautiful intention. the flame from your mind's eye. And just continue to breathe here. Taking your time to Bring your awareness back into the room, listening to the sounds around you, moving and awakening your body. And if you'd like, keeping your eyes closed here to finish off this uh, episode. <laughs> Or you can continue to go about your day, open your eyes. Thank you for letting me guide you, friend. I hope that this practice supports you today and that it can be something that you can take with you. I so look forward to what 2022 has to offer in all of its cycles and rhythms. I am in deep gratitude to 2021. I'm in deep gratitude to all of you who have been connecting with me and listening and supporting and co-creating I deeply appreciate you and I see you and I have love for you and your process, what you've experienced this year and hold space for you to become and step into what this past year has opened up for you. I am so looking forward to the co-creations that are already in process for One Thread and Pleasure Revolution and World Pleasure Day. To give you a little sneak peek I'm putting out into the universe because, oh, I didn't even mention. This is the last episode, or maybe I did. <laughs> this is the last episode of season two where we were talking about freedom. Freedom being the releasing ourselves from the self-imposed obstructions um, and simply understanding the places where we hold ourselves into bondage and suffering and recognizing that we have the ability to uh, free ourselves from those patterns and create new harmonies and rhythms. 
And so season three is going to be about the divine feminine. Because World Pleasure Day. Ooh, I'm so excited. Ooh, I'm so excited. World Pleasure Day is going to be the seed. We're going to be talking about and celebrating womb consciousness. The consciousness that created everything we know to be and the things that we can't see. Womb consciousness is where we create from, where we were created. And it's something that we can tap into, that we are tapped into all the time. And in 2022 for World Pleasure Day, I cannot wait to celebrate that. So come along this journey for season three with uh, on Pleasure Revolution. We're going to be talking about the divine feminine in lots of different ways so that we can really embrace the seed of womb consciousness on August 18th for World Pleasure Day. This has been such a joy to create. Uh, I took a shower and was so inspired because I don't know about y'all, but showers are my place. (laughs) If I'm feeling blocked, take a shower. Um, And just wanted to come on here and speak on it. I so greatly appreciate y'all. May you have a beautiful 2022. May you be present and may you savor your body's expression of joy. <laughs>